Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Bonsai balls! They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck! They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations and download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl. Healthy, delicious. Ashland. Hard seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it. I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing. Only 100 calories. All organic. No sugar. Also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. Also supported by Octopus, the massive corporate juggernaut. Octopus, making stuff for people who actually surf. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Shade Sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade Shade. Sunscreen. (laughs) Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky Podcast. Let's let's talk about where we're at right now before we get into this right now. We're at the Kelly Slater Surf Ranch in Lemoore, California. It's a beautiful day. And the waves are perfect, like they are pretty much all year round. Yes. And we're sitting down in between heats right now. We're fortunate to sit down with John Grimace. 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 My last name is Griffith, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, man. And uh, we we know you got tons of history. You're Quicksilver, one of the OG Quicksilver reps back in the day, and you first board riders club, first yeah. board riders club. Yeah, and, and then you transitioned out of the industry and became. You did what did you do after that? Well, after Quicksilver, um, I went to uh, Fox Racing. Oh, that's right. Because cool. actually, the Greg Fox asked Kelly, he goes, "Hey, do you know any surf guys?" And I was just done with Quicksilver and. Um, 
and I knew that brand. I had, I had dirt bikes, and you know, the most iconic, one of the most iconic brands around. The yeah, Fox for head. sure. Like and that logo is totally. Yeah. And uh, they wanted to launch a sportswear line, so we did that, and it was right when the X Games were getting going. And, yeah. And um, well, I before mean, we get to yeah, that, sure. yeah, let's let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I know you told me you're not really originally from NorCal. Tell us. Where no, I'm I'm from really kind of Pasadena and and Newport. Cool. Um, my my dad was in Newport a lot, and and mom in Pasadena, and I mean, um, when I was uh, 15, I worked at Hills Boat Service. Uh, the fuel dock in Newport, and I was delivery boy at Balboa Market. Sick. No longer there, so um, a lot you of time. Spend your summers in yeah, for sure in Newport, Newport. Yeah. and and uh, you know surf the point a lot, and I actually surfed Eighth Street and how, just. How old were you, and when did you start surfing? How did you? Find uh, I mean, I think really when I was thirteen or fourteen. Okay. My friend's sister used to take us to Topanga, you yeah. know, and and so we'd hitch a ride there, and then kind of county line a little bit, but. Really, more um, more Newport is where yeah. I started surfing. That was so, a hot spot, huh? Yeah, it was. And and um, what you was know, the first boards that you were riding? I rode. I mean, somebody gave me a, a Greek, um, you know, and I told Bob that uh, later when I saw him, like, dude, my, my my first board. But then I rode Russells all yeah. the time. Um, can't think of the the guy's name. Uh, anyway, Russell Jack, J- Jackie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, just kind of Newport and. Um, then um, who, who was surfing? Do you remember? Well, you know John Van Ornum and 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 Gothard and and Preston Murray and all the guys I ended up working with. Yeah, and a lot of those guys. I mean Danny. Were they cool to you? Or were they? Were they? No, I wasn't even on there. You know, I, I was. <laughs> I was just back a little kid. Yeah. But I remember, you know, again having worked with Danny Kwok, I, I said, dude, that day that you were at the wedge riding whatever that gun was that yellow gun i was there watching you and that had been like five years earlier so that's um, i remember that day riding back and forth from the point to to the wedge they were both just firing and yeah it was great were you out there no no <laughs> no i mean i surfed okay but i wasn't my deal yeah. when it was that big so did you feel the localism a little bit when you when you were no down? i didn't i mean you know when i worked at balboa market I'd surf every day before work anyway, and um, and no, I never got vibed. I mean, yeah. I kind of felt like I could surf okay, and you know, I wasn't getting in the way. So, because yeah. uh, so. we we talk about that, you know, quite a bit. And Gothard was a guest on the show a while back, and he was talking about it. it was It was definitely different back then. Yeah, you yeah. Know? When they would, would he would come to Huntington, he was like, dude, like. You know, you would you wouldn't go by the pier. There's no way. Yeah, you're not know? getting away. Yeah, there's a yeah. pecking order. Totally. But even the pecking order at the, the jetties in Newport too. You know, like oh, there's 56 a and all that. But then you know later with Quicksilver, those are all Quicksilver guys. Yeah. So. Um, Did you have a license on your surfboard? No. <laughs> no. Was, yeah, was that, that a thing for a little? That was a thing for a while. It might have been a generation before. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the doctor told us about it. So yeah, yeah, he's I, much older than I am. So. I'm like, I remember, that. I remember doing that on your bicycles. You know how to go register. Oh, yeah, I remember bike, that. But surfboards, like, what the heck? That's weird. Yeah, it's my my neighbor actually has a a, a framed license for Newport. It's nice. pretty cool. That's yeah, cool, Dave Larson. But um, so yeah, so you you kind of made your way to Newport and and became like kind of friends with all those guys. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And then I... uh 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You know, I went to college and college, to University of Denver. Oh, wow. So I had to get away from water. I had a hard enough time in school. Yeah. To focus, I, yeah, you know. Just had to get away. What yeah. were you going to school for? For business. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, then I took a semester off. Or they might have asked me to take a semester off the school. <laughs> and, I, and I worked on a boat going down to Cabo. You know, Sick. spent uh, six weeks on a boat. Wow. Uh, going down to Cabo and, uh, you know, surfed a bunch. And, and I was windsurfing. I started windsurfing pretty early days. Um, I was really into it. Were you, were you an avid fisherman? Like, what, no, what, what, uh, what appeal to just going on a boat for six It years? was a friend's boat, and I, I don't know, but what I can tell you now is that first time I left the harbor on yeah. a boat, knowing that I was going to be gone for one month, uh, it was one of the best feelings of my life. Yeah. Just be out there. Yeah. yeah. What's crazy is you guys didn't have phones and emails and shit like that yeah. that ties you into the world, right? Plugs you into the yeah. world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, that that feeling of unplugging is was different, like totally, right? Yeah. And did you bring boards on the boat? Oh yeah, yeah. boards and, and even a you know windsurf stuff and you know, we fished a ton and um, and how long does it take to? I mean, you can you know you can do it in a few days, but we we went slowly and just cruised around and went to different islands and it wasn't it wasn't a surf trip, but where I could. You know, I'd, I'd surf and nobody else on How board. cool to explore, though, you know? Yeah, just, totally. Yeah. And just... Um, so you, you were know, like 19, 20 years old? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just, I remember, you know, meeting up with, with big fishing boats in the middle of nowhere. And the guy on the on the boat that I was on had, like, cigarettes and porn. And, <laughs> and we'd trade that for, uh, you know, shrimp and stuff. That's and the universal uh, trade, monetary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, for all the drives down to Max, yeah, you made sure you had some 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 trade. Extra stickers, extra everything to trade. Yeah. Extra clothes, and <laughs> extra cigarettes, and porn. Cigarettes, <laughs> universal <laughs> currency. The, yeah. Those, the, that was probably worth more than anything else. Totally. Yeah, when you're going, when you're coming up to a checkpoint with you know military you know mexican military and you're like oh man we're, we're, what's going to happen yeah you throw out a couple stickers and mag and you're good to go yeah. hey have fun boys yeah the smile comes out and the gate gets raised right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm still probably the same so so you worked in the boat industry you're i was just working on a boat and it was more screwing around than work it was just um you know, taking a break from college, yeah. but I've always been a, a water guy yeah. and and surfing, but but sailing and windsurfing and yeah. you know. Did you ever get in a competition or anything like that? Uh, surfing, no, I didn't. I did with windsurfing, and and later in life, I did with you know, with uh, sub mm. uh, SUP stuff, and um, 
but not really my thing. Yeah. You know, just want to be in the water. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's being, you know, passion for the water and love. I mean, yeah. going on a boat and just getting out there. I mean, that's, that's every 19, 20 year old yeah. like, dream. Was the, was the compensation good or was the it compensation like- was my being on the boat and eating and doing everything for free. Wow. So you weren't getting paid. No. Oh, wow. What did your parents think of that? Uh, the, you know, the people that, <laughs> whose boat I was on were friends of theirs. Okay. And they, they were like, well, you're, you're blowing it in college. You maybe need a little break and wow. reset or whatever. Reset. And we're not paying for another semester. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. They're so like, you better get your shit together yeah, exactly. in your head. And I, I mean, we, I had crazy experiences. I mean, one of our crew died on board when, when we were down in college. What? what? Yeah, he died. And, and we, um, well, he... You know, we're not really sure. We we think uh, we think the guy had a, a drinking problem. He was young. He was like 25. Stud sword fisherman guy was really good. And the owner had said, "Hey, you can be on board if you dry out, dude. You need to dry out." Yeah. And th- I think he fell off the wagon. And uh, you know, one morning we were like, "Well, where is he?" And he uh, our dinghy had a leak, so every morning we had to bail the dinghy. And we looked over the boat, and he was in the dinghy, face up, underwater. And we'd go to, um, you know, the office, which is now this big thing. Yeah. Back then, it yeah. was a killer little place on the beach. And we think, I don't know, maybe he was getting up in the morning to go to the office in Cabo and hit his head or something. But Did he have physical trauma? No, you know? no. He didn't really. And we had to, um, you know, we, we got on the, I got on the radio, mayday, mayday, mayday. And these cruise ship captains came in, they had F and F and all the gnarly stuff. Couldn't revive them. And then you know we had to take his body and we put it like in the back of a pickup truck, like a like a fish, like it was a marlin or something. We called his parents and his brother. His brother was an attorney, and they came down. And then we told them where to go, and they never found the body. Are you oh, fucking? They just they, they they came back to the boat, just white as ghosts, and said there's no gone. record of him. And we started drinking tequila. And crying, Whoa. and it was super. Was that just because of like the, the how they handled things down in Mexico? I guess. Professional. I mean, we thought lost? you know we definitely the the army was involved. You know, the military came on board with full machine guns. Once we told them the we Mexican had, army, yeah, a dead body. You know, we knew it'd get heavy, and um, and then we all just hoofed him on our shoulders, like threw him in a truck, and I was like, oh yeah, he'll be here or there. But once the family came, they never found. Him. That's crazy. Pretty gnarly, yeah. yeah. Uh, was he? He's an American. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Really good dude, too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, ex- life experience. Yeah. You, know, you never know what that. you're gonna get, and uh, it was heavy. And and honestly, um, we did with the family. We just started drinking tequila, and and they we never found no. And then the next morning, we never saw the family. They were just gone. They 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 just flew home. And it was just like, wow, that was a crazy episode. Yeah. Wow. This is a crazy episode. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. All right, yeah. let's get back to uh, yeah. surfing. Some positive stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So you did that for six weeks. Yeah. Then went back to school. Okay. And back then, to uh, University of Denver, yeah. Okay. And then um, uh, came back after school looking for a job. And I interviewed at Offshore, which was a pretty good brand. Um, my buddy had started this company called Side Out, which was a big volleyball brand. Yeah, big. And, yeah. And Sinjin then, Smith? Yeah, Sinjin. Yeah. Was that your buddy? Uh, no, Steve Asher started. Sinjin was their star guy. Yeah. Sinjin ended up 
marrying my old girlfriend. No way. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and um, Kook. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but then somebody told me to go uh, interview with Quicksilver and, um, you know, met with Mike Lesher. Yeah. And uh, I just said, I'm out of college. And he goes, well, you know, can you surf? And I said, yeah, you know, I'm a, de- I'm a good surfer. Yeah. And uh, he goes, well... I mean, we don't have any reps. If you want to move up to Santa Cruz, you can be the NorCal rep. So, wow. so that's hold, hold early, on. early days. You were going to interview for offshore. Went and talked to that guy. Okay. Was you know wasn't feeling it that much. And then the side out guy wasn't really feeling that. And and I knew Quicksilver. I mean, yeah. You know, that's all I wore anyway. Yeah. Did you know the dudes? Back I, then? I knew McKnight's. Um, partner Peter Wilson the Wilson family and yeah so you know McKnight used to have board shorts in the trunk of his car yeah. and I got some early pair and I went to the warehouse and Danny was working there quack and and so I definitely got styled a bit yeah and um, you know then then, then that next thing I know I'm, I'm I'm with the company yeah Didn't so you, you met with Lesher and yeah. you said you can you surf yeah, because there was no much, no other real prerequisite, and um, it's like I, I don't know, dude. If you want it, go for it. You got to yeah. move up to Santa Cruz, and I'm like, I've never been, you know, north of Santa Barbara, probably. So, so you didn't you have any connections up there. Nah, you didn't nah. say like, hey, I got, I got ends with some shops up there. You're just like, I, I just like, you surf. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I fucking love that. Yeah. Hey, can you surf? Yeah. Yes, I can. Yeah. Then you're our man. I, yeah. No. <laughs> Totally. Wait, so were you already graduated from college or? I was done. You're done with college. You didn't you graduate. use the word graduation, <laughs> did you? Okay, next topic. <laughs> so this opportunity came up. He said, you have to move to Santa Cruz. Yeah. And did and you think of any, like, I'm, it was a well-paying job or it didn't matter? No, it didn't matter. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm going to work for Quicksilver. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then, and so then he goes. Um, but Quicksilver was like n- nothing. It was nothing, but it was for small. those in the know, yeah. it was already white yeah. hot, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody wanted their scallop Did you talk shorts. numbers at all with him? No. Or nothing. That's no. I, mean, I, I don't even know what to ask. <laughs> <laughs> and because then he goes, hey, we're going to Tavarua like next week and you're going. And I'm like, how long yeah. after that? It was like a, a week after Shut I started. The, front the next day was, door. we're going to Tavarua. Now, on did they say you're going on no, their No, it wasn't. Okay. okay, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't so, like a signing bonus. No. no. <laughs> so hold on. Here you are. You're what, 20 something? 24. 24. Yeah. And you basically have nowhere to go. You didn't finish college. Yeah. This guy says you could be the Quicksilver rep. You're enamored by the brand already, and you're like going to throw caution to the wind and just take a job you know nothing about up in. Santa Cruz, where you know nobody. Hell you yes. Know, you don't know what the fuck. I love it. Is it's in so store? Cool. Like you don't know if you can make a living off no. it. No. And you didn't even ask, like, no. hey, what do well, I need to do? Who do I need to see? If, if you could get, you a, just said, fuck it, I'm going for it, yeah. and I can't blame you. If, you, <laughs> if you, he knew the brand in Newport, and you're like, if I could get a smidget of the business down here up there, then you're yeah. going to be fine. And I didn't know how many surf shops, you know, the whole distribution, any of that. It's just but like, Quicksilver was dominating. because yeah. all those Orange things County. pop when you know, right? When, when you're, you're older, older you structure. Yeah. You, you, you go, okay, you know, how many shops, you know, like, yeah. what's the best category, uh, who's the rest, you know what I mean? All those things that, None you, know, of that. you fucking started with a blank slate, yeah. a complete blank slate. Which is great. Which is yeah. awesome, because yeah. 
But the but but what was I saying is like <laughs> he was already in in Newport and he knew the, the success of the brand there. Yes. It was already on yes. everybody. It was blowing up. You're yeah. just like, oh, I'm gonna go blow it up NorCal. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's the way I was feeling. Yeah. And um, and actually when I got to Santa Cruz, it was all gotcha up there. And wow. I was just sour. And, and it was Royce, you know, Royce Cancer. Royce Cancer, yeah. Yeah, so he was a guy. And yeah. Royce, he's a great guy. For sure. Everyone does. Is he from Santa Cruz? He, he I think he was living there then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and what was really cool is that, you know, all the surf shop guys became my buddy. Yeah. And and they wanted Quicksilver. And then I they'd take me to, you know, secret service cool. spots. Can we back up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, sorry. So, so you get the job. You're yep. psyched. You tell your parents what? I go, I got this job with Quicksilver and you know, <laughs> they're like, well, did you ask this? Did you do this? You know, what are the benefits package? I'm like, just what I tell <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing. But it's a, it seems like a good opportunity. Yeah. I get free board shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. What, what did your dad say? Like, what the he's, I, I, you know, he's just, I, I just said, look, dad, I, it's not even an issue. I'm yeah. doing it. Yeah. You know, I feel it. And this is gonna couldn't happen. answer any of those questions. What the opportunities are? <laughs> but yeah, I'm going. Yeah, that's but awesome. The, I mean, but that I mean, that's for, the for, entrepreneur. I didn't know what else I was going to yeah. do anyway. Yeah, yeah. But that as a, that, those are good parents that like have your back and yeah. say, hey, like this is what you should be looking for and asking yeah. for so, and stuff. But you know, because you're going to strike out and make mistakes when you're that young, and, and so whatever, it's learning all. The, all so did they give you like samples and and then like a map or like names of, of shops already like hit these it's called the yellow pages or, white pages yeah I mean there was some <laughs> of that and the samples I think were free back then okay um, and you know there I think there was like an account in Tahoe there was a guy that was a rep and he was a ski rep and he opened a couple of accounts in Tahoe yeah. and that was it yeah unless you kind of goes look if you start making it happen I'll can that guy yeah and um, and it was, uh, I mean, as fast as I could show the line, we're getting orders. Wow. And then... And, and then the shops, like, like, back then? Like, so it was Santa Cruz Surf Shop, which is still there now. It's yeah. a rip curl shop. But that was Corey Smith owned it. And it was a different shop. And Mike Locatelli, legendary guy that passed away years ago, Portola Surf Shop. Yeah. That's and who uh, Kelly used to go to. Exactly. Yeah. They were partners in their first store. Yeah. And, um, and then O'Neill. Um, and... Uh, I mean, in Santa Cruz, that was about it. All right, Arrow and Arrow. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, one guy would say, "Hey, don't sell that guy. Fuck yeah. that guy." Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. I ultimately had to pick and choose a little bit. Yeah. But I was friends with everybody. Yeah. We had a big, um, you know, party at my house at one point, and and Corey from Santa Cruz Surf Shop said, "You know, we're gonna have the Santa Cruz crew there." And I go, "Well, what's that?" He goes, "It's kind of security." You know, we gotta we gotta lock it down here, and so I could tell he really wanted him to be in his store to be the, the home base. Yeah, Quicksilver. Yeah, um, and so he. It's almost like the Huey. It was kind of a little Santa strong arm, but yeah. not, but just yeah. Hey, we want to be the guy. It pretty. It was pretty gnarly back. Yeah, it was pretty Wild West, and um, yeah, with guys like, like Orange County, Vince Collier, and yeah, Richard sure. Schmidt, like those totally. were. Yeah, totally. So did you? quickly get acclimated to the scene up there? I did. I mean, I did 
to the way I want it to. I mean, you know, you can dive deep and go to whatever scene you want, but for me, it was all about Quicksilver yeah. and, and representing the brand and bringing the brand north Yeah, and, and surfing. So what was surfing. your territory? from? So it was uh, up to Oregon from starting, um, uh, you know, Bakersfield across. So then I started oh, dealing with Hishers at Wavelength and, yeah. and all those guys. Yeah. And, and um, you know, and then as the whole surf and skate thing started going, there were more shops in Fresno and Bakersfield. Yeah. Did, did Quicksilver support you like, well, like, hey, we're going to bring a team up, do some signings and yeah, like, so, you know, yeah, so I started a little team. I mean, Josh Molkoy was on it. Yeah. Uh, Justin Burns. What's uh, up, Josh Molkoy? Yeah, Molks. Yeah. I love you, dude. Yeah. Um, he's Scott Boyle was on it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. In Huntington. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's great. Haven't talked to him in a long time. Yeah. So we had a really good team and we had fun and, um, yeah, kind of created our own little presence. And, and Danny would send promo gear to them. And uh, so they really felt like they were part of the big team. So you, you said it, you know, you, you got the line and you quickly saw success, right? I mean, it was. Yeah, all you had to do was bring it it's out. It's not that I was a good salesman. Yeah, it's like I hear the quirks. So I had to do something with it, but but you you you're like holy shit! Like I'm starting to make some money. I'm starting to make opening up distribution yeah. and whatever you thought in your brain was coming to fruition. Right? Yeah, it was working out. It was working out. It's the best job ever. Yeah, I mean, I I could say that about all my jobs. They're yeah. the best jobs ever. I've had good, really good ones. And but it was it was unreal. And, yeah. Uh, Money was good, and I got to screw around a lot. And but I had to learn how to get organized. And, yeah, um, yeah. You know, you had to do your work, and yeah. you had to grow the business. Yeah, it's, it's definitely you, you know a lot of work, a lot of paperwork, a lot of back end, a lot yeah. of follow up, a lot of driving, a lot of driving, a lot of driving, especially up there. You know, it's a lot of. So w- let's go back to that uh, Tabrua trip. So you, <laughs> first week on the job, you, they would say, "Hey, we're going to Tabrua. Yeah, you want to go? Yeah. And who was on the trip? <laughs> Um, I, the first one, I don't know. I mean, then we went every year for yeah. like 12 years. And, you oh, know, boo-hoo. I know. <laughs> with like TC and Wayne Lynch and all these guys, you know, and like three or four guys at Cloudbreaker with those guys. Oh, my God. And in, in the early days. Yeah, the early days. You were like the only guy. the first guys to go. Yeah, Dave Clark, you know, who started it, he was there. And I remember the, that first year, it was pumping. We we're all I was just going to say, like, you're with some heavy hitters, like... And we, he, we're sitting there, you know, having a beer or something. He's like, what are you doing? Look at it. Look at restaurants. It's six feet and there's no one out. And we're like, yeah, we're going to be here for a whole week. And he's like, no, when it's on, you tell. Especially around Because it could change tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so that was super cool. And yeah. um, it's funny. There's a, I saw an old picture I have of Druku, you know, RIP Druku. Yeah. Great guy. And, and the, that first year, I remember he was pouring our drinks like two little capsules. And we're just like. What is it? This is not yeah. my California's fifty. Like, oh, no, you know, Dave said so, and we go no, no, no. So, and then we told Dave, like, we had to retrain Druku because we don't want light drinks, and and you know, yeah. And Druku ended up being a great friend, just yeah. a killer guy. Yeah, you go, hey man, we're from fucking Quicksilver. Yeah, small price. Hey, hey. If you can't party, don't fucking come. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Says best touchline ever. Exactly you can't party, no fucking. Remember no. that? Yeah, that was uh, a full poster they had. Yeah. 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 Arson uh, wrote for Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Started late night. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Quicksilver. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was. That was the brand, man. I was, you know, I lived right in Huntington Beach, and they're right there, and 
yeah. is the yeah, incredible. performers, yeah. and, you know, and, and even performers. I mean, I ended up working a lot with Willie, yeah. and oh, I remember watching his, you know, his part on performers and all those guys. And, and Bryce Ellis spent a lot of time up in Santa Cruz too. Yeah. And, um, again, I was just like, I, I know Boothie anyway. Yeah. But uh, just that, God, I've been watching this movie, and now I'm I'm kind of angry with these guys. Yeah. It's got to be an incredible feeling. Yeah. So, how long did you work with Quicksilver? So, it was about 10 years. Like, I think it was about 85 to 95. Awesome. And I, I um, you know, I opened the, it was the first Quicksilver Board Riders Club. First there. one ever. Yeah. I mean, there was, I think BK had a little one in the North Shore that wasn't really, I mean, this one really had all their fixtures. Yeah. Steve Jones was gnarly. Yeah. Uh, and Shroff and coming Shroff, Yeah, totally. <laughs> with his... Fucking weird yeah. Sharpay dog. But, yeah, but so good. <laughs> yeah, they just came in and plugged everything into this building. Yeah. And um, yeah. That aesthetic was so unique. It, it really was. Like, well, I still have a, a Shroff, like this little needle tenno yeah, thing. Yeah. It's a you know super light glass, but I have it in my garage. Oh, is, yeah. That's probably what a good yeah. amount. Yeah, we had, we had, we were in the epicenter of like surf at you know Huntington and, and Serviceport put one in and it was just like it was over the top yeah. actually you know, like, totally. wow this is like you know Quicksilver came in and just yeah. I mean the, went, took it up a notch the stuff two. that Steve Jones and Peter Schroff uh, curated you know all the little trinkets totally. all, all the little the, trinkets all the they loved all that oh, modern yeah. you know you, the ukuleles the yeah, little girls like, the, everywhere you looked around you're like whoa that's fucking awesome but, but you know they also elevated the presentation yeah. of clothes yeah. I mean you know, that's when the fleece started doing really well. So now QSD? you got QSD, yeah. yeah. And and it used to just be stuff on on a rounder, yeah. you know, on a hanger. Okay. Now it's folded presentation. Yeah. And, and so face out and really yeah. well. Okay. I've I worked at HSS for a long time. Yeah. So did so did late night. But what was your number one? What piece of clothing? Oh yeah. Your style, oh, this is so good. In your mind, do you remember? It was like. What the fuck? Like I well, can't. We can't. I, I know the style number. It's two M thirty three DS. Okay, and that was a double sided cotton short. Oh, it was a short. Yeah, I mean, like all the fleece was killer, but we never had enough. Okay. And I remember, you know, going to the sales meeting and nobody was talking about. It. And I was a loud mouth back. Like, Where the fuck are those shorts? Yeah. I mean, and never listen to the refs. Yeah. Like, oh, we're done. Yeah. That's, that's all like, last year. Hey, shut up. Yeah. yeah. Stop talking about that. And, um, because oh, so you're the guy that started yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, there were so many winners. Yeah. You know, Gotcha had the rear guard, the tuck pleat pant, and then we came in with the double sided cotton, and all that fleece just blew up, dude. Bro, what sticks in my mind is the overhead. Uh, the overhead. Those, those were huge. Huge. Right? Yeah, all those things. Are you fucking kidding <laughs> yeah. me? Flannel with the hood? Those were insane. And then everybody just. Try yeah. to knock it Everybody off. Everybody had their version, but the overhead. Yeah. The athletic hood, the different colors, the yeah, the, the hood. <sighs> Fucking it's a big deal. There's yeah. a short that you guys used to make. It was kind of one of the first chino shorts in 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 surf clothing, and then the the styling was banana can of tuna. Do <laughs> you remember that? I don't remember that. Oh my gosh, I remember that. I don't remember that. I was like, whoa, what a cool name, banana can of tuna. <laughs> Good. All right, so you, you opened up, you were telling me, though, a little bit of a controversy, right? With, with, well, with when you opened up Quicksilver. Yeah, I mean, I was involved in a couple of things. McKnight had said, uh, look, snowboarding 
like at one of the sales meetings, he just goes, okay, all you guys got to start snowboarding. I don't care if you're skiers, you're snowboarding. Yeah. We're doing this, and we're doing this whole new division. And then... He, early on, right? Pretty early, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and then he said, look, do you want to be like the U.S. distributor for uh, Q-Stick snowboards? Because we don't really... We're a little freaked out on the liability side of what snowboarding could become or what it is. And so they used this other brand, Q-Stick, so they created it, which Wayne Lynch was doing the surfboard version of it. And uh, so I said, okay. And he, so he hooked me up with a manufacturer, their manufacturer, DNR Systems in France. And I used all the Quicksilver reps, and they were my reps, and did a little advertising. So you became, became the distributor for Q-Sticks? Yeah. Okay. And, and I did that... Um, what was I mentioned last night? Because I got canned from my job as a rep. Yeah. And I was, it wasn't really clear why that happened. You know, hey, I'm opening a store and I'm be this distributor. Like, then we want you to do that. And so, you know, yeah. that's just the way it rolled. And yeah. that's fine. Yeah. You know, not wearing too many hats. Like, no, hey, exactly. focus on this new entity and yeah. like run with it and see yeah. what happens. And, and, you know, it's funny because all my friends, all my rep friends are like, dude, how, why would you open a store? You know how hard those guys work. Well, you know, we're reps, we're surfing here in the stores. <laughs> hey, yes, I know. I mean, and, and it's true. It was, you know, it was Different. hard. Yeah, it was difficult. And, you know, I felt like I was always busy and I can't deal with a customer right now. And I didn't want to. And I'd go back in my office. And I, you know, I didn't know anything how to run a store. And I hired too much overhead. I hired one of my Nordstrom buyers, great merchandiser and an assistant manager. So I had too much expense going. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the great thing about the, that contract for the store was, hey, man, if it's not working out, you can end it. And Jonesy and Peter will come up in the 18-wheeler. They'll just unplug the whole thing and take it away, and it's over. Wow. wow. And that's what happened. I mean, in fact... How long did you have the... For, uh, just about two years. Okay. And, it, you know, it was doing good sales. I mean, it, and, and um, you know, it, it could have stayed there. I just didn't dig it. And yeah. I wasn't doing that well, and I was late paying those guys all the time. I didn't like them bugging me about that, and so uh, you know, just made the phone call. It's over, and it was gone. It was gone so quickly, uh, and and the truth is, dude, you know, I was I was trying to have a kid back then. It wasn't working out, and and you know, went to the doctor. He's like, hey, are you stressed? And it's just like, look, I'm out of my mind. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, you need to have a glass of wine and make love with your wife. Like I've been trying that for two years. <laughs> yeah. I got a store that's about going under, and life isn't good. Yeah. And what uh, year was that? Do you remember? That must have been. Uh, it must have been like '96 or '97, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which went that, and that's when the market started. You know, kind it was of still good. Like, yeah. Um, I, I mean, and then I started doing trade shows in fact and and I know the market was still good because I ran my trade show business for 25 years and it was all surf and stuff and, and all you that. had your own trade show yeah, it was called Cal rep shows and it was um, I did them in Santa Cruz I did them in Arizona Reno Portland, and Washington oh, oh I know, and, uh, no, Pacific Northwest yeah so um, and that's where it was cool because I got to stay in contact with all the reps what a trip so was this after Rocks or Board Riders Club, or is it yeah, just after. I think it was right when that started going away because I really didn't have any income, and and the you know the problem was even as a rep, all of a sudden the Quicksilver line was three rolling racks, yeah, and the presentation in the store is two hours, and you couldn't get it. You know the guy's busy, and so it's like, oh, we need to 
I need to have all the stores come to us. And yeah. So you know, you'd go to ASR and the companies would spend so much money, but some of my accounts wouldn't come down. Yeah. So I'd still have to go. And see it's it. loud. You can't really. It's loud. Yeah. So my people want to go party at ASR, not well, look at exactly. a two-hour line. No, exactly. <laughs> so we served free lunch. So my mind is like, oh, we're gonna break bread. That's what everyone's doing here. That's all yeah. this is. It's relationships. And uh, I mean, Skin Dog, you know, we serve today. Uh, he was he was always there. All the old dogs were there. Yeah. And it was a good bro. You did that for 25 years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And towards the end, uh, that was people like, hey, dude, you got to market the show more. I said, no, it's over. You yeah. Know, it's It can't be five companies carrying the whole industry. So the show's over. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but you had a fucking long run. It's a great run. Yeah. yeah. 25 years. Yeah. And, and, it was, all, and all those locations and, and, you know, tying yourself into all those different retailers and all of those. Yeah. You know, because you were primarily just NorCal, which Bakersfield to, you know, Tahoe and, you know, San Francisco. But now you're implemented in like Pacific Northwest and Arizona and you're, you know. And that's because a lot of the reps, like the Southern Cal reps would do Arizona also. And they'd go, hey, can you do one out there? So it's all the reps that I knew. And then I'd say, okay, you just send me your retail list and I'll send out a little email or two them. And same with, you know, back then there were more NorCal guys doing Pacific Northwest. Um, and uh, so it was all relationship based. Yeah. So uh, that was your primary job. I was doing just that. For a while. Yeah. Okay. It was a good gig. Yeah. Then what else? Then so then, uh, so then one day uh, Kelly Sorensen calls and he goes, "Hey, this guy Greg Fox. You ever heard of Fox Racing? Well, he called me and he's looking for a kind of a surf guy, a surf experience. And um, how long after?" After Quicksilver, a long time. Uh, it was less than a. It was probably about a year or so. Oh, quick. Yeah. So um, called Greg and had a meeting over in Morgan Hill, which is about an hour from my house in Santa Cruz. And they said, you know, we want to, and super respectful of that brand yeah. and that iconic logo. And yeah. I, you know, I had dirt bikes, and uh, he said we want to start a, a clothing line, and. Um, you know, it's going to accompany everything, all of our BMX to moto to we're going to have surf guys, you know, Kalani, uh, Rob, Kalani, yeah. being one. And, you know, when I said I went to the Maldives, Kalani and Aquila were on that trip. And, and so you were responsible our, for bringing those guys in? No. Uh, no. <laughs> our, our guy, Todd, I can't remember his name, a marketing guy was. Okay. Um, but uh, definitely helped them. With the clothing side of things, yeah. and and what did uh, they, they hire you for? Or were just freelancing, or uh, first I was an independent contractor, probably just checking to see how things are going to go, and and so really, my I was you know director of sales uh, for sportswear, and I remember you know talking to like Bobby. Uh, All right, sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but it's time for our heat. Uh oh, let's get uh, it going. All right. Come on, uh, well, we'll after. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Tell us where we're, at, right? Right? we're not go. done yet. So right. go no, get barrel no. zoom. We're gonna get barrel. Let's go, Johnny. That's right. Kelly Sorensen cracking yeah. the whip. And we're back. And we're back after. How many barrels did you get, <laughs> bro? Well, I didn't get barreled, but <laughs> it's still to come. I'll get one. I got some good waves though. You got another couple of hours yeah. slotted. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Good warm up. So, we left off with you starting with Fox, and you were heading up. No, so I, um, 
Yeah, Greg said, look, we want to start this clothing line, and it's, you know, this thing called X Sports, X Games was all new, yep. and I just thought, God, this is the perfect crossover. I mean, this iconic brand, and they had epic team riders, and so I signed on to be, you know, director of uh, sportswear sales, and uh, so great, just working with Pete Fox and the design team, and then opening up new distribution, you know, with both surf shops, but then... Moto shops, and then of course, Paxson and all those guys. And, yeah, and so we killed it. We we had a great run. Yeah, um, I was just there for five years. I'd signed a five year agreement, and after that time, I was super stoked and uh, was ready to move on anyway. You didn't yeah. have to relocate. You kind of did. Yeah, it was an hour commute from my house in Santa Cruz, and um, you know, I could I could do it. I had an enduro at the time. This, this, XL 600 and I could ride it on the back roads of Santa Cruz up over the hill in the dirt to get to Morgan Hill. Wow. You rode a motorcycle yeah. with a fox? Yeah. And then I, I bought a, <laughs> then I bought a big street bike and I started doing a different commute and um, yeah. so it was great and there were a couple other guys I mean Jade Howe worked there with me oh, and yeah. Jade, yeah. he had a he got a house in Watsonville and he got a, a dual sport he and I you know, after work was over we're like well we're riding back home through the dirt and you know, just out on these crazy trails where, you know, if you make, take a wrong turn, someone's probably shooting at you to stay away from their crop or whatever it was. Crazy. Wow. So that was cool. It was a, it was a great experience. And all along, you were doing the the rep, the, the yeah rep shows. And, yeah, um, yeah, that was fine with everyone. And you know, of course, Fox attended, uh, and my my rep attended. Matt Arthur was the Fox rep then, and um, so yeah, I was able to keep the trade show thing going and yeah. uh, kind of have a real job too. Nice. So cool. Yeah. And then any, any traveling like in, in between? Like you kept going back to Tabby? Um, and the Tabby thing, I went two years after yeah. Looks Over. So I think I went, you know, 12 years in a row. Wow. It's pretty killer. And then with Fox, uh, we went, uh, as I mentioned, with, with Kalani and Aquila. Um, yeah, to the Maldives. And that was, um, they used to call it. A different island and it was this dude that really discovered it that was sailing around like he was sailing around on acid with a monkey and he had all the and he shipwrecked on this little yeah. spot which was um i think it's pasta point now um but uh just cruised around there that was great and then and then after fox uh i started working for surf tech you know with randy french yeah i'd known randy and definitely respected his boards surfboards but also the technology of his windsurf stuff yeah composite um we ended up going to the maldives with randy too being on a boat but um yeah so um that's what i did after fox i i saw randy at the point one day just looking to surf he said what are you doing i said i just finished up a deal with fox and hey maybe come be you know gm at surf tech and and Look at you that. with every little wave ending, another wave starts. It kind of worked out that way too. But <laughs> you know, waves of life over here. Yeah, I, I was like, told my son too. It's like, look, you know, you got to make friends. And Lesher was the first one to say, don't burn anybody in this industry. It's yeah. too small. And some guy that you might not think means anything to you now could be your boss in five years. For yeah. sure. And that's totally true. I mean, it's true in life anyway, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to make enemies. And um, the surf tech thing was unreal. Uh, you know, I know there's haters and all that, but look, from my perspective, I mean, I think at one point we had something like 130 shapers. Yeah. So I, I met everyone from, you know, from your boy Doc down yeah. there to, you know, 
Carper and Hawaii to Yater and yeah. Mickey and Jerry, you know, every sponsored your, your friend, right? Yeah, no, it's absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it was a really good feeling because part of Randy's mission on doing that, aside from wanting to bring a better technology and not have disposable surfboards, is like, he said, you know, a lot of these old-time shapers, I mean, they didn't have 401ks. They, they didn't save shit. And, and here they are now, later in life, and they're kind of struggling. Royalties and yeah, able to, like, so we get this income stream, we mailbox yeah. money. And some of these guys during the, you know, the heyday were making a bunch of dough from That's it. Awesome. And, you know, they deserve never, it. They were full-on pioneers. I'm and, so glad you brought that up because we, we never think of things like that. Yeah. You know, as consumers, we don't think of, oh, you know, it's a Yater board. Yeah. You know, and yeah, maybe Yater touched it a little bit or designed it. But, hey, he's getting paid. Yeah. You know? For, no, for it's not, a good model in that way. Right? It really so, took care of the, you know, the pioneers. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think all, you know, industries and and companies that have used or promoted their brands with icons of the industry should take care of those icons. I think so too. Right? Yeah, you got to take care, you know, with, with the guys that laid, you know, laid down the foundation and, and pay it forward, you know, like, yeah. you know, like surfing in your, you know, or most industries are on the next, on to the next, but yeah. you, you, you still got to, you know, pay homage to the, to the guys that founding father yeah. guys. Yeah, for sure. I believe that. So what'd you do after? So, um, <laughs> yeah, after surf tech, uh, and then a friend introduced me to this guy and he goes, Hey, he makes these tents that go on the roof of your car. And I'm like, gee, that sounds, that doesn't sound like that'd be a fit, but whatever. And, and met this guy, Evan, uh, uh, in Santa Cruz. And um, he had this company called Tapui Tents. And he, he started it. And uh, mostly had been doing stuff, you know, out of a storage container on, um, on Craigslist, just kind of. Selling stuff off. Yeah, of just little by little. And wow. so we ended up, uh, vibing really well and I came in as a partner and then I said I'd handle sales for him and um, and that was a really good run it was uh, you know it's we, we really tried to create a culture and, and I was mentioning you know, our culture going to events typically meant either we had whiskey or, or and, and beer and we'd have live music and sounds like just, surfing yeah no it's the same deal <laughs> same vibe yeah. And, and and the outdoor business is great too. I mean, yeah. There's so many companies there that do well. And and I've been going to OR for a long time because of stand up paddleboards with Surtech. Yeah. Was this a temp, like was it a universal like topper for trucks or No, trucks? it's not a topper. It's just like a box that sits on top of your car okay. and it opens like a book. You you unzip this cover and then it opens like a book and the ladder drops down. I've and seen that. Yeah, okay. yeah. And um yeah, so I got to do, I mean, I got to do a bunch of wheeling, like I'd never done, crawling. I went to events like King of the Hammers, stuff that I would have never done in the yeah. surf world. Uh, and just, and camping. You know, I, I now understand what it's like to, like, know how to camp and be dialed and you got your little box with all your stuff. Yeah. and Like a Boy Scout. Totally. And yeah. just, just to have an act. Yeah. So you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, the outdoor industry is surprisingly way more technical and buttoned up then yeah then they are yeah. I mean there's more technical products and and I guess if you're out there there could be more life and death and stuff mm -hmm. so you have to take some things seriously and 
Um, yeah. But they're, you know, they're all good guys. I mean, you meet some of these kayak guys that want to be surf guys, and they're similar but different. Yeah. You know, but they're they're stoked. They're just as stoked as any surf guy is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just promoting that healthy lifestyle, getting outdoors, and and just you know either getting out of your element or going to your favorite like you know little nooks. Yeah. You know. Totally. How yeah. long were you with Tapui? Uh, I was there for five years until we sold it. Um, we sold it two years ago to Thule, the Thule group. You know, wow. that makes yeah. their bike racks. racks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and was that was a big Swedish company, or uh, yeah, they're they're Norwegian they're like Swedish, and um, they have a U.S. president. You know, they're publicly held. They're you know big, a billion big company, dollar yeah. company. Yeah. And uh, they told us, they go, look, we're, we're buying you guys because we think you're the best, the best product, and we just, we want to come in the market with, um, you know, with the best tent. And, um, and they were pretty honest in saying, look, you know, the brand that matters to us is Tuli, Tula, that's how they say it. <laughs> and so we don't know what we're going to do with your deal. And I guess at that point, my, my partner and I go, you paying us the money, right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, and you're an investor, right? So is it lucrative? Uh, yeah. No, I didn't invest. I just, uh, I earned yeah. um, equity. Equity. Yeah. Through sweat equity. Yeah. Hard work, sweat yeah. equity. And no, that worked out great. We're, yeah. we're all cool. stoked. It was yeah. a good deal. Um, Couple zeros? Uh, yeah, no chance <laughs> around here, man. <laughs> Definitely would pay for this trip here. Oh! <laughs> nice. Of course. Uh, uh, so then... You just can't stop, right? Well, you know, and so my partner... Theme of five years seems to be going. The five years is a good deal. You know, a little change of scenery, change of what you're doing. For me, I mean, I, I, I really, when I see people that work someplace for 30 years, hey, great for them. More power yeah. to them. My route, every time I've moved, I get to do... Like, I got really into moto when I was at Fox yeah. and went to a motocross camp and all these things that my job sort of allowed me or kind of made me do that. I, I love that. Yeah. Because yeah. I, you know, I'm a surfer first, but I like to do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Life's short and diversify your portfolio. Yeah, I'm not whatever. any younger, man. Yeah. It's a sand pleasure. Yeah. Totally. I think sir, a lot of surfers are pretty adventurous and, and have a lot, they're, they're into a lot of other sports yeah. or activities and stuff. You yeah. Know? So, so after that, so, you know, when we, um, when that happened, then my partner Evan and I said, you know, that was really fun those last few years. We did some killer stuff and it's really kind of a bummer to leave our relationships and that business behind and let's do something else. Yeah. And um, and just just not to interrupt you, but with that Tapui, it opened up a world of, of different retail for you, right? For sure. Yeah. Uh, good relationships, I mean, places like REI yeah. and tons of specialty stores. Yeah. And, and again, just like a, if you would go surfing with one of your retailers, uh, we did a bunch of stuff and camped with a lot of our retailers. Yeah. And, and they have um, like a trade show, like the big ones, Overland Expo, and you're camping there. I mean, yeah. everyone's camping. And at night, someone like Fox would sponsor, you know, booze or whatever. So everyone's seeing the real people. Yeah. And that's when it's best. Like, yeah. when, when you're out surfing, you know, yeah, it's the real deal. Outside yeah. the office and you're, you know, you're doing some like-minded, yeah. fun activities. Yeah. And, well, you like know, you, you said earlier, breaking bread. Yeah, you just right. down. Yeah, totally. yeah. So now, all right. So we, um, you know, we kind of thought, gee, we we were able to convince people to camp on top of their car. 
look, you know, every car or a lot of cars have trailer hitches. And they're all just utilitarian. And they could be used for other things. And so, hey, let's let's do this barbecue that plugs into the trailer hitch. And we're going to build out life around the hitch. And and um, so that's what we're doing with this new company called Hitchfire. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. It's been great. It speaks to a lot of people, you know, whether it's the outdoor market or the hook and bullet hunting, fishing guy, tailgating the tailgate the, market, the, yeah. and also the auto accessory stuff. I mean, you know, that's a huge market, just yeah. auto accessory things. So especially with the trend of outdoor sprinter vehicles, totally aftermarket, and, everything. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. The band late night over or, here has a... a a nice sprinter. A nice sprinter. Yeah, there's three or four in the park. <laughs> yeah, you know, Kurt, Kurt. He's got one. Skin Dog's got one. Dude, yeah. these all these guys. Yeah, they're uh, fully equipped, but not with the Hitchfire grill yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I mean, so yeah, so. I mean that's just a, a perfect concept for yeah, just heading to the beach or you know park or tailgate. I mean it's yeah. very universal. What it seems like it. Yeah. What's crazy about the pandemic? is the silver lining to it, you know? And um, we talk about this quite a bit where who would have thought that all the, the elements and factors were for the pandemic, the shutdown, the no schools, the no gyms, the no traveling, all kind of funneled to the surf, to action sports, everything, outdoor, outdoor bicycles. I mean, everything sold yeah. out. The yeah. outdoor life. And, yeah. and hopefully it's not a, a trend that I don't think it's going to go away. I don't think, I think so either. Are, yeah. You know, yeah, our families just say, like, we're not going to Europe. Well, there's so much cool stuff yeah. to do yeah. in this country. Yeah. Let's get in a motorhome or let's For go. Sure. Yeah. And, and once you invest in some of that, you know, whether it's an, an RV or a utility or, you know, a toy hauler or even just downsize to some accessories to get, you know, just go out for, for a weekend. Yeah. I mean, it's good family stuff. Good you, family. Uh, so how long? So we launched it in September last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So during the pandemic. Yeah. And so we were really sort of out of the season, uh, right? Because there's no tailgating and summer was over yeah uh but we just and you know we had some guys in gaviota industrial design guys design it for us so you know we spent some money mm-hmm. um because we think it's a much bigger market, market. yeah uh than you know just a little ho- hobby yeah deal. so we've kind of gone all in and um yeah just with phone calls we got into some great distribution right off the bat and uh, you know, with surf, and it's true, you generally want to start with your specialty guys yeah. and really develop the core base. Kind of true here, but... Um, you need a couple you know, big players. Well, and I noticed, I mean, like with Surf Tech, we, we were the first company to make a production stand at Paddleboard. Um, and I took it to REI because I really wanted them to give it credibility. Yeah. And it, and it did. And um, same concept here. I knew a buyer at REI, and actually he referred me to somebody else. But... They picked it up right away, and that helped a ton just to give it some credibility. Yeah, uh, but it's amazing, you know, with during COVID. Yeah, there's no, there's no sales presentation. There's no rolling up to their place. It's yeah. just over the phone, and here's the brochure. And so surprisingly, just with pictures and the specs and everything, conceptually, people dug it. Yeah. So we've been able to. So yeah, you've really- already lined up distribution and we have some pretty good distribution thoughts for sure yeah. we know some people at uh crown ace hardware just to let you know well i mean yeah. let's get down that. let's yeah. oh, buy beers let's yeah. get into that let's set you up right next to the triggers and yeah uh, 
Absolutely. Who? Yeah. <laughs> I got one. Yeah. They gave me one. Yeah. All, all surfers have one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's exciting, man. Yeah. Uh, that's congratulations. Cool. Yeah. That's a, you know, that's big risk, but big reward too. At the same time, you said, Hey, it's not a hobby. Like we're all in like, and, and that's what it takes to, to build a successful brand or company. Yeah. And you know, I, uh, to me, I, I've always taken risk. I, I like it. You know, you win some, you lose some. I think yeah. when you get older, you kind of realize, well, the goal is to win more than you lose, but yeah. you're not going to not lose any. And even when you lose, you, you learn. Yeah. Right. So, uh, it's fun. part of, part of the, the risk reward totally. and the fun, right? Yeah. Even when you lose, you you're you're winning if you learn something, right? Yeah. Education's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents know that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So you were telling me last night, uh, your supper, you you competed in something, uh, but you're also a, a stand-up foiler. Yeah. I I am. Um, you know, my son and I. He was living at our house. He's out of college, and and I started to see it around. I mean, I've been watching it all over, and I have a yeah. bunch of friends in Maui and and old guys like me, and they're ripping now. And I was watching them be just kooks in the beginning, and so yeah, we got these. They're six six uh, F one stand ups with Armstrong uh, gear, and they're they're meant for just for foiling. And so we started doing it, and. You know, you gotta pay some dues, and it's scary. Yeah. I mean, I got scalped once. I've had slashes, and um, but now we're kind of through that. Um, and my son rips. I mean, he can pump back out and you know get away. Yeah. But you're doing it with the pack. Yeah. Okay. And so you know, honestly, I don't think um, I've seen that yet. Have I? I don't know. Uh, I, you would at Sano. Okay. I mean, there's plenty of guys there, and it's the same thing with sup versus prone paddling. I mean, you know, the bummer of a sub guy that's not cool is he takes every wave in the ocean. And, and that's kind of where the, you know, people get a little annoyed. Yeah. It's like, look, hey, more power to you if you're out in the water getting exercise and, 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 and taking care of, you know, and having fun. Yeah. But it's one thing when you're doing that and you're taking away somebody else's fun. Yeah. You know, so you got to, you know, kind of, it's a share. Well, yeah, that's you a, I mean, when with surfing... You know, you've got to, when you're learning, you've got to get good enough to be able to get out in the lineup. Yeah. You know, back in the day, it's like, yeah, no, yeah, buddy, you're a kook, <laughs> you're staying in there. Yeah. The problem with stand-up is, you know, somebody buys all the gear and their sunglasses and the hat, and they can just go right out in the waves and not have a clue. Yeah. And that is scary for everyone. Yeah. And foiling's that times 10, right? <laughs> yeah. And so luckily, there's a really good spot um, really near my house. And we can foil there, and we only do it at high tide, and you have to do it at high tide because the kelp will get you otherwise. But you can surf waves where guys aren't surfing, where yeah. guys don't care about it. Oh, there's it. plenty yeah. of coastline for the, for, for yeah. everybody. And that's, you know, I, I can't surf in crowds. I just don't. Yeah. And so uh, this is just another way to, you know, get away from the crowds and yeah. have a great time. And again, with my son, it couldn't have been better to, you know... The bonding time, share. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You're like, you little punk, why are you no, so exactly. good? Exactly. He's like, well, you, know, you gotta pump back out. I'm like, no, I'm never doing that. I'll have a heart attack. <laughs> well, that's yeah. awesome. Well, we know that uh, you're finally partaking in a wave pool. Yeah. Tell us about your first day or last night. Like, well, I mean, I was out there with you. Yeah. It, it's we were incredible. I mean, yeah. as I said, I'm not a contest guy. But I've never been more nervous before a oh wave's coming. Yeah. Because number one, you don't want to miss it. 
Because guys that do that must really be bummed. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Why you didn't be when you said that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it and happens to the best of us. Dude. Yeah. It's, you know, and, I, and, and some of those old surf expos, I surfed Typhoon Lagoon, like when Hobie used to rent it out. And yeah. so I'd longboarded there. It was fun. Yeah. But this is novelty. Not, this not looks really so much bigger when you're out there. And it is. It's so much more speed and power. So much speed. It's incredible. I mean, it's a mar- modern marvel. Right. It is. I mean, it's spendy to be here, but I can't imagine anyone leaves just going, you know, I've spent all my money. That really wasn't that good. It's an insane experience. No, you, you leave going, how soon and when's the next opening and how do I get back? Pretty much. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'll come back for yeah. sure. Yeah. And and um, because the whole experience and spend the night in the Airstream yeah. was killer. And my wife loved it too. And yeah. she's flapping around out in the shallow water and happy and now that you bring it for wife, she was actually one of the first Roxy reps in the industry, right? Yeah, yeah. They, um, I mean, you know, a little story there with Lesher. He he goes, hey, you you know, you need to hire a sub rep because your territory's big and you're doing really well, and and uh, and we're launching this Roxy line, and uh, you know, she could do that. And he goes, look, I know this killer girl. He goes, dude, I want you to come down tomorrow, fly down tomorrow, and meet her. And wow. I go, dude, we're going to Tavarua in two days. He goes, I don't care. Just come down tomorrow. He goes, I'm telling you, you'll marry her. You, so just come down. And so uh, she was sitting, and she was a Raisins bikini model be, wow. before that, the fit model. Yeah. And she goes, I'll be right there. No, I, I really like, really, dude? I really need a sub rep. And I want this all for myself. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I know. And uh, so I just flew down, and um, I just met her. And I go, well, look, where I'm going to feed you tomorrow. Here are my house keys. If you want to go check it out in Santa Cruz and just, you know, see what it's like. Suss it out. Yeah. And, um, How fucking Yeah. I mean, she was engaged. She, she was not really happily engaged, I think. And uh, so this was the perfect deal for Escape her. Escape for her. Yeah. yeah. And you were playing hard to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was all business. You know, yeah, unless yeah. she's like, hey, don't, you know. It's professional. <laughs> this is a professional guy. Yeah, I'm a professional guy here. <laughs> Hey, you're yeah. the idiot that fucking wanted me to come down <laughs> yeah. here and check it out. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Man, we've been married for 32 years. That's incredible, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. No, awesome. awesome. That's, that's crazy. You have two kids, right? Two kids. Uh, my daughter's 26 and sells real estate in Nashville. Nice. And uh, my son's 23 and just moved back out to Colorado to be with his girlfriend. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well... Dude, I yeah. think we'll, we'll cut it off there, man. Yes. Like, your story yeah. is no, thanks, dude, pretty fucking yeah, cool. Super cool to hang with you. You know, uh, we just love the history and like how, again, like, you know, we've interviewed a lot of different people and, and, and the inner workings and the web of life, yeah. you know, and the common denominator across most of it is relationships and work hard and passion and, you know, it seems like you, you've struck gold a few times, yeah. you know, not just yeah, monetary, but just, you know, a lot of just, out there. you know, going, going from, you know, Quicksilver to Fox to, you know, Surf Tech to, you know, the... Tapui. Tapui, yeah, sorry. Yeah. 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 And now, you know, this new business venture. Yeah. Hitchfire. Hitchfire. Hitchfire Rails. <laughs> yeah. Are they on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to have to follow. Yeah, check it out. All you listeners out there. Check out Hitchfire. Check it out. Yeah, great. And Thanks, guys. Mark Schuline, we're gonna to have to set up a meeting with Honestly, John Griffiths. You let me know, and I'll I'll be there. All right, yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, cool. All right, thanks, guys. Dude, John, yeah. John Grimace, Grimace, Grimace. Grimace. Yeah.
Thank you so much. Yeah, this has been an pleasure. honor, privilege to have a, a freaking OG rep. We haven't had an OG rep from Santa Cruz or anywhere outside of Southern California, so you know you, yeah. you pop the cherry. Right on. Right. Hey, Happy go, to do so. Go get barrels. Let's go surf. Yeah. <laughs> Wave Key was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. Wave Key is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out wavekey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Wax! The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, whoa, we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 